Today on Casa de Confidence, our dedication to mothers. Welcome to Casa de Confidence, a podcast for women and some cool dudes going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins, and your sidekick, handsome hot husband, that again. I am a dreamer, a traveler, a missionary, and risk taker. I'm a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are supporter of people and their dreams. If you stumble into the casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. And the ones who are fur mothers, too. Fur mothers? Oh, yeah, fur mothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel Collins. Yeah. So uh, there's a situation in the living room. There is a situation in the living room. <laughs> you want to tell the listeners what... Your situation is? Well, I've had this ongoing saga of building a PC for my video editing and my podcast editing. And I decided to get a new case for it so I could also use it for storage for uh, to putting hard drives in and actually using that as a, a network, a networkable machine. So we can access it from any computer in our home. Interesting. Yes. It sounds very fancy. And I have to say that um, he just makes it work. And all I do is, uh, okay, and he's going to make it work. And I'm excited to see what it, amazing things he does with his little machine that mm. he's been building. Well, the thing is, I, I love the computer I have, but it mm -hmm. is not, it's an it is an OEM. It's a Dell. So I'm making Dell components fit in a non-OEM or a standard box for people who build computers. And that's not straightforward because Dell stuff aren't, is not standard. It's standard to them, but not to mm. the world. So here's the thing. If you're my listener and you're anything like me, you're probably like, well, can't you just go to the store and buy a computer? Probably. But <laughs> from what I understand, if he was to buy this off the rack, he would be like spending thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. <laughs> and so think of it as rather than going to Neiman Marcus for the outfit he wants, <laughs> he is um, going to Joanne Fabrics and getting the materials to construct himself. So is that a good analogy you would say? Except not everyone could make a designer dress. I can make mm. a designer computer. Very nice. Well, good for you. <laughs> Just, you know, he's taken over I'm the I'm trying to be room. confident. I'm trying to, you, you know. You are confident. What can I tell you? Sorry. Hey, by I the way, I'm a little tired today. I you, went to the mm -hmm. children to the Connecticut Children's Gala last night where I was volunteering. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful event. And the theme was Brave from the movie... Uh, you know, the Disney movie with uh, Merida. And it was all the Scottish theme. The movie's called theme. Brave, isn't it? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I said. 
Oh, okay. I thought you meant the theme was Brave, not the movie. The yes. movie's called Brave. Oh, I get it. The theme was Brave, Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was lots of plaids, lots of... Um, there was a girl, who, by the way, mm-hmm. was um, part of the entertainment hour, and she was shooting arrows with her feet. That's awesome. And she looked like Merida from the movie. Total red hair, mm-hmm. curly, and except she did it upside down. She was an acrobat. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how people do that, honestly. I guess a lot of practice. Hey, if I knew, if I knew that it was a Scottish, you know, themed party, mm-hmm. I would have ordered you a, a tartan. You would have ordered of me. Of my McNeil of Bada. Um, family side. Well, listen. So you could wear the I, I was telling somebody last night how uh, when we got married, we got married on St. Patrick's Day because I was under the impression that you were Irish. Just to yeah. come to find out at the same time you did. I just looked at my DNA again the other day. You know what the smallest percentage Irish is Irish right mm-hmm. now. What's the highest percentage, Daniel? French. And the second? Second is English. Oh. Then okay. the third, fourth, and fifth mm-hmm. are tied Scottish, Swedish, Denmark. I could see you being Swedish because you're tall. Well, that's the thing. The Swedes in Denmark, those over there, they actually settled in the island of Bara in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And that's where that mix comes from. And if you're wondering why the Swedes in the Danish and the Norwegians does, are, went over to Bara is because they were Vikings. <laughs> mm, look at you, Viking man. And Viking is actually a term of You know of what travel. I was thinking? It's a term of travel. It's not actually a people. Okay, so in my what? early 20s, um, for anyone who's watched Bridgerton, you know that it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. My early 20s, I was obsessed with romance novels. And, you know, I couldn't decide... Which kind of hero, not not the Fabio kind of guy, right? But the historical romances. But now you can make all my dreams come true. Because I could be like the heroine in a romance novel with a Viking as the hero. Or a Scottish lord. Or <laughs> like... Like an outlander. <laughs> <laughs> or a Regency era marquee. Or mm. I'd rather you be a duke, actually. Because that's actually higher up there. But anyway, yeah, it's like... I have my own little romance novel hero here. I could be an Irish lad, too. <laughs> 1% of a lad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get another wedding going because, you know, it was lovely to see all the arrangements last night. And I thought, oh, a Scottish-themed wedding would be really fun. Although, Well, I thought you were Italian, too, but you're more French. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're not here to talk DNA. Although it's Mother's Day. It's a good point yes. think to speak so about mother's this is, day this is the thing what do you get from your parents and i think i think when we go and look and, oh just so you guys know there is no guest today um julie's got a special treat um coming up but i'd like to discuss it like the dna and ancestry and looking at the family tree and i i think that uh it, when i look at my family tree the if i your first instinct is to trace your last name so when you trace that last name, I can follow the Collins name, that lineage, to uh, the 15th century. 
which is kind of cool. I was shocked. I was surprised that you can, and I, I know who came here from England and my father's side and all that stuff. But the, the thing is, uh, <laughs> women get shortchanged. You Moms think? get shortchanged. Oh, my god. Because goodness. the Collins name lives, but the mm-hmm. the wives' names, they Disappear. change every generation. Notice how I keep DeLuca. I don't want to disappear. Yes, and that's okay. And oh, I like okay. that. I'm glad you like so, it. So when, that's when I I looked at my my mother's side, and she her her parents were from Quebec area, uh, Three Rivers area in Canada. And then I realized that I was like so impressed that my father's side like came here on a ship in sixteen twenty. Seven. Mm-mm, look at you. That was cool. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Well, you know what? I looked at my mom's side and it was the same. I, don't, I can't find the ship. I can't find that. But her, her lineage was uh, immigrated into Canada. Not immigrated, came to Canada. That's, I mean, it's a whole different time back then. And around the same time. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. In hmm. in uh, the funny thing is most most of my lineage goes that far back in in the Americas, but uh, except for one grandmother who I thought was Scottish on my dad's side because she had us she was my dad's grandmother and my mom remembered her and said oh she spoke with a Scottish accent, but the thing is. Jenny Marley, that is. Jenny Marley, she was actually Irish. Hmm. It's just that uh, her, they, she grew up in Scotland. Just her, her father was from Ireland. Ireland. Because Marley's a Irish name. And uh, anyway. Super interesting. I would like to pay honor and homage to, especially since, like my dad, that's where I, we thought the Scottish came from. It hmm. isn't. It's from my mom's side. And and uh I'd just like to pay, you know, homage to all the mothers out there mm. who sacrifice so much. Their name. Their name, their time. Um and it it's amazing. Well, I have to say, and I think I've said this before in a podcast, and I have to acknowledge that um I am the most blessed and lucky girl because your mom did an incredible job making you who you are, and it is a gift in my life, and I will always be grateful to Seal for that. Hmm. So my mom's been gone for 12 years now, hmm. and and growing up, because my, my father passed away when I was six, uh, it was so uh, such a good relationship, a close relationship between me and my mom. My mom was older when I was born. She 48. was 47. So she was 47 when I was born. And, and, uh, excuse me. Sorry. And, uh, we had such a close relationship and I was the baby, obviously. Mm. So, uh, I was just thinking a, a couple of weeks ago that, you know what? I haven't had a conversation with my mom in quite a long time. (laughs) Mm. And so if you haven't had a conversation with your mom in a long time, um, go have that conversation. 
I spoke to my mother yesterday. Don't look at me. Good job, Julie. <laughs> but uh, what would you say to your mom today if you could say a conversation? If you I, could say something to her? I was just, you know, I just sit and we talk about nothing. Good. And that's that's what we did. So. Well, good. Anyway, so without further ado, I wanted to do something special um, for Mother's Day and give you a little glimpse into my mom, because I don't talk a lot about my mom on the show, but I did want to share a little bit of who she is, because she um, is the person that made me as well. And this will give you a good glimpse into one of the incredible women in my book. This is actually the epilogue of my book, and I wanted to share it with you today. The most alluring thing a woman can have is confidence, Beyonce. No book on confidence would be complete without talking about the beauty queen, my mom. She is a woman of faith. She speaks softly and gently, She is meek and humble and serves God faithfully. For many years, I thought she was so glamorous. Truth be told, she still is. My mom is the oldest daughter of my grandmother, Yita. She was born at the age of World War II. In seventh grade, she was sent to boarding school with the Jesuit nuns of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I can't imagine what it was like to live away from home for most of her teenage years. After graduation at the ripe old age of 16, she embarked on a new adventure, a college from another Jesuit institution, Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Those formative years were spent in a new country, a new city, and even stricter nuns charged with making certain that she was educated and virginal. After Georgetown, she studied abroad in Barcelona, Spain. Where Dan and I went to, when Dan and I went to Spain in 2018, we were excited to experience the Spanish culture and some of the sights and sounds that my mom had all those years ago. We visited churches, walked the streets, and dined while watching flamenco dancers, something my mom said was a must do. She was right. It was amazing. After Spain, my mom returned to El Salvador. Upon returning, my mother was chosen by a local artist to be his muse for the sweet angel he would paint in the ceiling of a local church. It was at that time in her life that she was crowned Miss El Salvador in a local beauty pageant and represented her country at the Central American competition, making her a beauty queen. Hearing my grandparents speak about her, I had vivid pictures of a nonconformist and trendsetter. I think it was her nonconformist ways that led her to marry my dad, who was a handsome foreigner, full of charm, with a dapper wardrobe that set him apart from all her other suitors. Throughout my life, my mom served others, and she was active at church. She used her education, talents, and time to help many people in the church community and traveled as part of teams that planned retreats throughout Latin America and the United States. As I became an adult, I understood the desire and commitment for her to serve. Her servant's heart amazed me, but I would be lying if I said I was not a bit jealous of those people who were getting her attention. 
I'm not proud to say that throughout the years, I had let her thought, I had let that thought affect my relationship with my mom. At times, I had less, I had been less than kind, perhaps because in some ways I had a script I thought she had to follow or a manual on how she needed to perform as my mother. My mom didn't do things the same way other moms did. As I measured her performance as a mom against that unrealistic standard, at times this prevented me from growing close to her. We grew to have a complex relationship, but I'm sure I'm not the first woman to have had that type of relationship with her mother. Sadly, I lost so much time not appreciating her and honoring her as I should. I know today that my mom has her own script, her own life, her own values, her own goals, and her own confidence. I can see that as I look back at her life, I can see the lessons of confidence. What lessons did I learn from my mom? Well, all of them, of course. In a weird, uncomfortable way, my mom has taught me all of the lessons I also attribute to other women in my book. Although these lessons had to be repeated in order for me to put them to use in my life. Since I began my podcast, I have asked many of my female guests, who inspires you? Without fail, the answer I get the most is my mom. For a good part of my podcasting journey, I felt a tinge of jealousy. How come I didn't feel the same way as most of my guests? Then, as I continued my journey as a coach, I began to see that my personal brand and values stem from the lessons I had learned from my mom. Remember earlier, I told you my mom didn't do it like other moms? Although growing up, I didn't appreciate the lesson. I learned about holding fast to my beliefs and values from my mom. While she struggled to find herself in her 20s and early 30s, she knew that she needed to face the unknown and forge her own way by not caring about the opinion of others. In 1980, due to the Civil War, my mom knew that she needed to get herself and her daughters out of the country. My parents were already divorced at this point. Although it would have been easy to move to New York and have the support of his family, my mom decided to stand on her own in Miami. We went from having a very comfortable life to a simpler, more modest single-parent home. We struggled and had victories. Through the ups and downs, my mom ensured our childhood was surrounded with great influences, phenomenal experiences, and the strong values that a faith community provides you. I share the story to acknowledge that without my mom's hard work, sacrifices, and the painful times where she carried the weight of raising three girls on her own were worth it. I share the story to remind you that your relationships, even those you've struggled with, are the ones that present you with the greatest lessons and opportunities for growth, healing, and confidence. My sisters and I have each forged our own path. But when it comes to needing a little shot of confidence, we can always count on the lessons our mom modeled for us. I am the luckiest girl to have a mom who, like many others, gave all she could to let us have all we can. My mom is the most important woman in my life. 
To those who know me and hear me talk about my grandmother, this may come as a surprise. In writing this book, I found that for my whole life, I've been making my way clumsily at times, but any time I needed something, I could always count on my mom to appear with a solution, the right words, or even the most fervent prayer. These days, she can be found serving others, worrying about the troubles that people face in their lives and going out of her way to help. I conclude this book by asking you to look to everyone around you. Everyone leaves a mark in your life in some way. And often, the lessons you have the hardest time learning come from the person you needed the most. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.